0: Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question, how can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host, she dressed up as Prince in Purple Rain for Halloween, Dr. Grace Lee. Yes, I used to be in the corporate world, and at the time I was working for a biotech company, the CEO of that company loved Halloween. For some reason, that was his absolute favorite time of the year, more than Christmas, more than his birthday, more than anything. He just loved Halloween. And so throughout the whole company, there was like the headquarters in my home city in Vancouver, Canada and in that whole building there was like four stories of that building hundreds of people worked in that headquarters he had this competition where he would say okay if you if everyone dresses as halloween you can dress as an individual character or you can dress as a team and have a team costume and then there was a time there were hours in the afternoon where he and his, his a few of ju- few judges that he selected would go around to every single person's desk or every person's office and look at their Halloween costumes, and then he would issue like awards, first, second place awards. And then he he, he scaled it up. I mean, the, that company had offices around the world. There was an office in Asia, Southeast Asia, Australia, in other in several countries in Europe. And he got them involved in as well. And so when he judged their costumes, of course, they would send in pictures or video or things like that. And and it was just an it was a crazy time of year where when as soon as October was approaching, everyone would be thinking. Oh, what are you going to do for Halloween? Because Halloween was a huge thing, right? So I remember there was one year where I just wanted to win this this costume, and there was like different categories of awards. You can get best team award or best individual, right? And I'm very competitive. I'm a very I'm, by nature. I've always been competitive, and I always felt like I like those individual sports. You know, that's why I'm I'm a big fan of Mu- Muay Thai. And for me, I wanted to compete as an individual. So I wanted to win this, win this contest, right? And so I decided to dress as Prince. And if you've seen Prince, especially his outfit that he was wearing on purple rain, and this was also an outfit similar to that purple outfit he wore when he was the halftime, a celebrity that played at the halftime at the Super Bowl, right? And I really thought that that, outfit was very captivating, even his guitar, right? So I went all out, went to the thrift store, went to some dollar stores and looked to put together to piece together this purple outfit. And I bought a wig online. I even I have a bass guitar at home and I modified it by putting cardboard over it. I modified it to shape like his guitar. And sure enough, showed up as Prince as I know, draw a mustache on myself as well, some facial hair, the glasses, you know, that's really important. Showed up to the office as Prince and I won. I won the the best individual costume as Prince in Purple Rain, and it was just it was just incredible. Uh, really, really great experience. I didn't. I didn't. I don't have much experience uh, about Prince and, and listening to his songs. But one thing I do regret is that I didn't have an opportunity to see him perform live. Right. So that is yeah. That's a little bit of a history that um, was interesting. But today's topic for my episode career revisionist, thank you for being here. I'm not talking about Halloween. I'm not going to talk about prints or music by that nature. It was just a segue into my topic for today. And what I wanted to address were are these three personas, right? These three personas that show up during the course of your career. And it doesn't matter whether or not you are early on in your career, whether or not you're a new graduate or a seasoned professional in your industry marketplace. You have these three personas. And it's better that you have a a level of self-awareness of these personas that are showing up in your career because when you are aware of them that's when you can really make things happen you can really take ownership responsibility and you can leverage these personas as well to get the things that you want in your career path right okay so i'm going to go through these one by one and and then we will talk about what these personas are what you know what title they have what are some benefits and some drawbacks for each of these personas and then in the end we'll wrap it up and talk about career reinvention okay so the first persona is the innovator right and the innovator is the person who is visionary right they are the dreamer they are the creators and the innovators are the people who really love to create products and services, right? And the reason why they love to do that is because they're thinking about the future all the time. They spend a lot of time envisioning the future visioning a better future how do I improve it and they're inventing and they're creating products and services to better the future to improve the future the aspect of the future they want to improve because they spend so much time reflecting on that and thinking about that and thinking well the world would be the future would be at a better place if right and they always have an answer to that to that sentence so they are innovators right they are visionary and they are dreamers and visioners they always they focus more on the future on these people they crave control and they crave change right so they're seeing things that are that are wrong with today they are seeing things that could be improved today they're seeing gaps and opportunities right so they want change they are not the people who are happy with the status quo they see Opportunities for improvement and gaps in it. And they want to close those gaps. And they, they crave control too. And you have to, because if you have a vision for the better future and you know the solution for it, because you're creating products and services as a solution to close that gap to where we are today and that better future that they have in mind, right? So they have to crave a certain degree of control, right? So they want control over how to get the, the process in getting them to that better future. And as you can imagine, they also have a strong drive. They are drivers here. They are drivers and they are drivers of let's move away from the status quo because the status quo is a dangerous place to be. And let's move towards this better future. They're great at painting the picture of what a future could look like, a future that's better for everyone. Right. So they are the drivers they find the solutions and then they drive people around them towards that solution. So these, this is the innovator. And I remember when I was working for that biotech company, my role on paper was a senior product marketing manager. And so a lot of my role was involved in product management and also in marketing marketing. And of course, I had a business strategic role as well, because I worked with the sales team, with tech support, and different departments within that company as well to bring up this product line, right? And there were instances in my role where I had to be the innovator, right? So of course, I was managing a product line that was already invented, but I was the market expert in that product line. I was the expert in In the industry as well, and the expectation of me was when if tech support and, and sales team, they're the customer facing, they're in the field all the time, they're talking to the members of that marketplace. So they are the ones out in the field talking to the audience that we want to sell to. And sometimes they have questions. They have questions about the products or they have feedback from the marketplace and they always have to feedback and communicate those to me. So as an innovator, I really had to look at, okay, what were the pains and the opportunities for improvement in that marketplace? So the users of my products that I'm managing, the users, the end users of them, what new problems are being created in the marketplace today, and how can I innovate to help them to close those gaps, right? Because they're they're gonna see, they're gonna see interruptions in their productivity and their effectiveness. And so our the products that I was in charge with in that biotech company was to help them to increase productivity, to improve their throughput and also to improve their effectiveness. So if I could close that gap, then we could retain those customers for a long, long time. Right. So that was my role as an innovator. Right? I had to have that, that persona, and I had to tap into that persona inside in order to be effective as a product manager. So that's the first persona, is an innovator. The second persona is a manager. Now, as you can imagine, a manager are people who love to plan. They are organized and they love organization, right? So of course, as the name suggests, they manage people, right? So they might have a team under them. It doesn't matter how large that team is. It could just be one person or one or two people, but they manage people and they know how to do that because they're organized and they have systems and processes in place to help their teams and to help themselves to move forward and meet the goals, and to meet milestones that were set by them or by their superiors, right? So not only do they manage people, they manage processes and they manage systems. So whereas the innovator, the innovator, they crave control and change, right? The manager, they crave order and structure, And it makes sense because they have all these people they're trying to manage. They have all these people that they need to mind, right? So they're the minders. They're always minding things in the organization or minding things. And so therefore, they believe that order and structure will help them get there will help them meet their goals of keeping things organized and keeping things moving along, right? So that's why they need to have order and they need to have structure. And they're constantly thinking about, how can I improve systems? How can I improve processes? What new processes need to be in place? And what old processes need to be tweaked to meet the demands for today? That's what they're constantly thinking about. And so the whereas the innovator... They're the drivers, right? They have a lot of drive. The managers have stability. That's their superpower. So the superpower for an innovator is having drive. They're being the, they're the drivers and the superpower for the manager is that they have stability, right? So back to my role in biotech, right? As a product manager, yes, I was the innovator because I was interacting with sales, with tech support and all of these departments within the company, within that organization where I had to improve processes I had to increase revenues and I had to keep customers retain customers and their relationships for a long time right but I was also a manager not just because my job title was a product manager but I was a manager and at the time when I started in that company I didn't have a team under me so I wasn't supervising anyone but I was part of a team right? And I had a direct manager that I reported to, and he reported to the CEO. But at the same time, a part of our team were representatives of each department within that company. And there were many, there were many departments, sales and tech support, were just two of them, right? So there's also scientists, right? There's also the back end people who are, who are the who are the engineers, right? So they each had their own departments, there was Q, there was, um, quality assurance, quality control, all of those are departments as well. So then there was a representative from each of those departments that were a member of our team. So as product manager, I had to have that persona as well as a manager, and I had to create systems and processes to communicate with each of these departments. When there was feedback from the marketplace, from sales or tech support, I had to create processes and systems to keep note of these feedback from the marketplace and keep note of things that go wrong in the field so that we could communicate those to the quality assurance or to the appropriate department, right? So I had to have order and I had to have a log, a very clear log of customer complaints, for example, or gaps in the marketplace, research that I find, competitive intelligence, right? So I had to have structures and order in place to keep everything running stably. Right, so that was a persona that was really important in my role in, the, in corporate as well. And the third persona, so you have the, the first one is the innovator. Second is the manager. The third persona is the doer. And it's interesting, whenever I talk about the doer, everyone's familiar with the doer, right? The name suggests it and exactly that's what they do. They get things done but right? they're always thinking about the work that needs to be done and the extreme doers the ultra doers as i like to tell them they like to get more done they like to get more done because it's just so satisfying checking those things off the to-do list or 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 putting that pile from pro- in process to completed right there's so much satisfaction in that so these people the doers are always immersed in work right? So then the innovator, their superpower is being the driver. For the manager, the superpower is having stability. For the doer, his or her superpower is execution. And that makes sense. You have to have a doer. In every organization, you have to have a doer, right? So in back to the my example, in the corporate world, in that biotech company, I had to be a doer, right cuz while i'm managing systems and processes while i am managing communications between departments and needs between departments i'm i'm managing that and i'm innovating i'm innovating when i hear feedback from the marketplace we have to innovate as a company in order to stay competitive in order to meet new demands that are created and the marketplace will always constantly be be evolving and we have to keep up with those changes so i had to be an innovator i had to i had to envision what a better future was going to be like for our customers, and then innovate to meet those expectations. So I had to be an innovator, I had to be a manager, but I also had to, had to be a doer. Can you imagine if you are constantly innovating, and you are managing uh, orders and structures, but you're not doing, then the work, the tasks that are need to be done will constantly be piling up, And you're not going to be taking care of the present needs, right? So the innovator takes care of the future. The manager takes care of the infrastructure. But the doer is really much, very much in the present, right? They are moving things along in the present. So you have to have a doer. But what happens is that most people focus on being the doer because getting things done, focusing on the present is easy. We're taught how to be doers in school. We're taught that we need to be doing Right? We're taught that we need to work hard. And that is the quality of a doer, the working hard. So being a doer is more of an innate quality for most people. It's that innate persona. It's like the default persona in most people. And actually, being the innovator and manager seems to elude most people. So if you're constantly doing, yes, you're getting things done in the future. I mean, sorry, you're getting things done in the present, right? As a doer, and you're immersed in your work, you're working hard, but sometimes I mean, have you ever noticed that sometimes you can be working really hard, but still feel that you're unappreciated, still feel that your contributions don't get noticed, right? And that's because a lot of times when you're moving, when you're doing and doing and doing, you're not thinking five years ahead or 10 years ahead. Or in advance even, because you're just thinking about the right now and you and being a doer and being so focused on a doer, you're also putting out fires that come your way. Right. You're 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 dealing with curveballs that come your way. But what about the future? But there has to be a focus on the present, yes, but also on the future, because you gotta look forward, you gotta look at where you're where you're heading. When you're constantly doing and you're not looking at where you're heading, that's where you can run into problems because you don't see problems that are coming. You don't anticipate, right? So in your career, I mean, I talked a lot about how it is, how these three personas are, how they work in synergy within a company, right? But the same thing is true in your career. In your career journey, you have these personas. Everyone has these personas combined in one individual you have innovator inside of you you have a manager inside of you and you have a doer inside of you. all of these superpowers powers of being a driver of having stability and being a powerful executor are all inside of you. It is time to adduce them so when you want to accelerate your career when you want to grow your career, you have to be introspective and think about what are my default patterns do I default in execution? Do I default and always worrying about the infrastructure and stability and I'm not getting things done? Or do I default always dreaming about the future, always dreaming about new ideas, but I'm not getting things done in present time. I'm not being productive or efficient in the present moment. So ask yourself, where is my default? Which one of these do I spend most time in? Right? Because when you reinvent yourself, and you're changing your career and you want to accelerate your career these three personas personas they're actually personalities in many ways are with you right so the types of challenges that you face will depend on which persona is the predominant one right and so that it makes sense i mean say let's say your predominant persona is the manager you crave order and structure and you are constantly around you, in your environment, in your career, you're constantly creating stability because you need that. You want certainty, you want stability, and you, everything you're doing is putting in place that predictability. Right. So that's your predominant, your, your default, your predominant one. So if that's the case, the challenges you'll face is that you won't have a vision for the future, so then you won't predict and see things, challenges or roadblocks up ahead. So then when they come into your path, all of a sudden, you're reactive to them rather than being proactive. So those are some challenges that you might face. Another thing you might face is that you're so busy creating this organization, thinking about the infrastructure that you're not doing, you're not executing. So then work will pile up and presently there'll be a bit of chaos. So those are challenges that you'll face if, you're, if the manager part of you is predominant. Right? And I touched upon it earlier. If the doer in you is predominant, and this is what I see most most often from students, college students, or recent graduates, or people earlier on in their career, they're they're super focused and they're highly focused on execution, and they're great at it. They get things, they get more things done in less time, right? They're great at it. They're super productive. But the challenges of being predominantly executor, of being predominantly the one that is doing, right? is that while they're grinding, right? you can look at it as they are grinding, they're the grinders. They're grinding and they're getting things done. They're working harder and harder. That becomes the pattern in their life. That becomes the pattern in their career. And it becomes what they know how to do. And they work harder and harder and harder. And the reason why they're working harder is because they're so focused on the present that they don't lift their eyes and thinking about where they want to be in their career. They don't think about what are the things that are possible to me? What are some opportunities that are possible to me in the future? And it, what ends up happening is that they're not looking up enough and they don't have the processes and systems in place because they're not managing, they're just doing. They don't have the processes and systems. So then they have to work harder to keep up with putting out fires, to keep up with crises that come the way, to keep up with uh, prioritization because they're not thinking about prioritization. They're just thinking about getting things done and they're so immersed. And so the doer, if that's your predominant one, the doer ends up getting burned out. They're the ones that always say, I'm working so hard. I have no time for anything else. They're the ones that neglect their personal life because they feel that there's just not enough time in the day to get all of this done, right? They're the ones that feel that I have to work hard in order to be recognized. If I work hard, then I can get that promotion. If I work hard, then I can grow my career. And then they do so. And then months turn into years and they realize it's not happening. Why is it not happening? Right? So that's what happens, the challenges that you face if, you're, if the doer, or the executor, is the predominant one for you. So then the way to get around this is to recognize, is to first of all recognize and acknowledge these three personalities inside of you and look for examples in your career path where you were the driver, right? And, or look for examples in your career path where you were the one that was the planner, the organizer, the one that could build out systems and structures. Look for examples also where you were an immaculate executor, right? Where you were immersed in your work, you got things done and where did you have and, and also put in checks and balances, right? Where you are, if you're focused on a doer for one day or most of the day, then it's time to spend some time in the other two personas as well. So plan that out and plan your activities in your career, what are the things that need to be accomplished in order order to achieve the goals you set out for yourself in your career? And what persona needs to be predominant? What persona needs to be there to, to accomplish and achieve each of these goals, right? So when you mix and match, and when you are able to switch between one and the other seamlessly, that's where you can have and enjoy career acceleration and career growth and the growth that you and the growth that you've been looking forward to. And in business, right, and I always mention this is that building a career is so much like building a business and building a great career is also very much like building a great business. So every entrepreneur, every business owner has these three personas as well, right? As a business owner, you have to be The visionary. You had to be thinking about the future, right? As a business owner, you have to be managing your teams under you. You have to be managing with your business partner and you have to create structures within the company because you want to grow your company. You want to scale your company. You want to reach out to more people, more audience and, and get more sales. And as a business owner, you are also doing Right. Because in the beginning of a business, if you think about any every startup, if you're bootstrapping every startup or a small business in the beginning, the entrepreneur is everything. The entrepreneur is the salesperson. They are the CEO. They are the manager. They are the tech support person. They are the PR company. They are, you know, they are everything in the beginning, especially if it's a solopreneur. And a lot of people, a lot of companies start out that way. It starts out, as, it starts out as an idea in the garage or in your bedroom or something like that. And then it becomes successful over time. So in the beginning, a business starts out that way where one person, the solo entrepreneur, the one with the idea starting out as, a, as, a, as the innovator, they, they have to be the manager and the doer as well. And then as they grow the company, as they make more sales, they have more resources and more revenue coming in, then they can branch out. They can start to hire people. They can start to hone their systems. And that's how it is. The same thing is true in your career. It'll be, of course, I'm not, of course, in in your career path, it's always going to be you. It's always going to be you. But that doesn't mean that in the future, that in your career, as you grow, as you accelerate your career, you will have. Opportunities to have people on your team, to have people in your personal life as well to manage things, right? And that is the mark of somebody who is thinking like an entrepreneur. Right. So think about when you're growing your career, your career is your business. Your career in the beginning, it's a small business because it's just you, right? But in, in as it grows, as it scales, as you are building a sustainable career that is future-proof. What you're doing is you are also extending yourself out there, right? So in the future, when, when you have accelerated, when you have reached the peak of your career, you might need people to come in. You might need to hire people to come in to help you manage certain systems and processes or maybe manage aspects of your personal life, right? So that you don't have to think about some of the more repetitive or routine tasks in your personal life. So it's the same thing. When you? In the beginning, I would impress upon you to think like an entrepreneur starting a business. And these three personas, take ownership of them and recognize and acknowledge that they are there inside of you. right? So which one are you? Which one are you? Which one is predominant in you? Are you do you find yourself thinking about the future most of the time that you kind of neglect or you don't don't take too much time in the present do you spend most of your time in the future if that's you then you are a driver right or do you spend most of your time worrying about being organized or needing to have order in your life some stability and some certainty or predictability right if that's you your predominant one is the manager or or are you the one that works hard Right? have you always been telling yourself that i need to work hard to get the things i want in my life and i i really crave getting things done look at that i can't sleep if i don't get these things done i mean if that's you then that your predominant one is being a doer right so ha- s- spend some time in thinking about which one is my default which one am i predominant in and how did that happen how did that happen i mean there's always a story behind that which one are you predominant in for me I've always been the innovator. I've always been thinking about the better future. And it's been like that for a long time. I've always been the one that was the dreamer. I daydreamed a lot in high school. (laughs) Right, and I was always the one thinking for myself. Oh, what does uh, what does a great future look like for me? What would I want? I would love to have this in my life in the future. In five years, in ten years' time, you know, when I was in high school, I was a teenager, so I would, I would imagine myself. You know, if I was if I was on the verge of retiring, what would that look like? And I would just paint that picture for myself. I was always the innovator, right? And but the reason why that happened was because I didn't have a very I didn't have a happy childhood. I saw a lot of personal traumas in my childhood, my adolescence. And so it it really, and, and daydreaming was my escape. It was really my escape. And when I daydreamed, I dreamed about a future that was happy, that was fulfilled. And I was surrounded by people who gave me a sense of belonging. And that's what I craved. And that's how the innovator was, became my predominant one. It was just programming for so long, right? But I wasn't always wanting to start a business, right? Because if you've been following me for some long for a while now, you know I have three degrees in university, and I wasn't—I was in college for ten years, so I didn't—I did not in the beginning think about starting a business. So, think for yourself, which one is your predominant one, and how did that happen? And it's not about unprogramming; it's more about how do I bring those other personalities outside of me when when were some road, some examples of roadblocks in my career history when did i come across some conflicts or some some uh, performance plateaus right and what was my default at the time what personas do i need to bring up in order for to make sure that those plateaus don't happen again or those missed opportunities don't happen again So that's those are the types of questions that you want to be asking yourself in terms of these three personas. So I hope this was helpful. If you enjoyed this content, if you learned something, I invite you to leave me a review on iTunes. Your reviews are extremely important to me. So go to iTunes, Career Revisionist podcast there and leave me a review as well. Some honest feedback, your honest feedback. I read every single one of them. If you have questions as well, drop them there and I'd be happy to address them in my next episode. If you're not an Apple user, you don't use iTunes, not a problem at all. You might be listening to me on Spotify or on Google podcast. I'm available on plenty of different platforms. Just go and visit careerrevisionist.com and look at my my podcast website as well choose your favorite platform and you can drop a review and comments or questions for me there as well so if you're wanting to look if you're wanting to know more about this if you are wanting to have some more what are the strategies behind this on planning a future on accelerating your career if that's you and you want to have a bit more guidance on what do i do next i invite you to visit careerrevisionist.com training I have here a very special four-day training. It's absolutely free and I have a little bit more. I go into a little bit more of a deep dive into topics like this and others as well for accelerating and growing your career. So the link is careerrevisionist.com slash training and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And I invite you for this four-day training training that I have made just for you. So thank you again for listening to another pod, uh, another episode of Career Visionist Podcast. And I look forward to hanging out with you in my next episode.